Amen. Amen. Um, we're going to be <laughs> we're going to be all over the place this morning, scripture wise. So if you want to try to follow along in your Bibles, you can. I've tried to get most of those. We've tried to get most of those in, so you can see them as as we read them this morning. But I wanted to talk a little bit before we get started about about news and about how we love the news. We love the news, don't we? We love to turn on the TV or the uh, get on our phones and look at the news, listen to the news, Google the news. Uh, we have our favorite places to go for news. And, you know, it seems the majority of what we see is what kind of news? Bad news, bad news. A lot of bad news going around. Uh, bad news, weird news, strange news. I'm going to read some headlines to you this morning that came uh, across the airwaves and across the internet last year. You may or may not have seen these, but these made the news nonetheless. Uh, the crucifixion of Jesus appears inside of a tangerine with a little byline, or is it Spider-Man? You think so? Um, Saudi Arabia banned 40 camels from a beauty contest for allegedly having touch-ups like Botox and fillers. Um, I can kind of relate to this one in a couple of ways. Hiker lost for 24 hours, ignored calls from rescuers because he didn't recognize the number. A broken toilet on SpaceX capsule means astronauts will return to Earth in diapers. A chunky squirrel gets stuck in a bird feeder after eating all the nuts. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. None caught dancing with a skeleton next to a graveyard. Okay. New York, New York town backs down on fight against toilet gardens. And an AirPod found lodged in a man's esophagus after accidentally swallowing it in his sleep. These all made headlines this past year. I don't know if you saw any of those. I really had to dig deep for those. But any given day, any given time, we can look at the news and we get news that, uh, as you have even testified to already, it's bad. Uh, it's, it's not encouraging doesn't seem to, to benefit or help us really in any way. And if anything, it tends to raise our anxiety level, our frustration, our concern. And when we are in that frame of mind, it is so easy, even for the child of God, to take his eyes off of God and what God can do and what is possible in, in, in the world that God has created. So I would rather than give you weird news or bad news, I want to give you some good news. Who can use some good news today? Amen. This message is full, chock full of good news. And that's what the gospel means. Gospel means good news. And we have been exposed to the good news. We, the good news has changed our lives. Amen. And the, the really cool thing about the gospel is that you can, you can check the headlines in the gospel any given day, and they're always the same. It doesn't change. 
It's very, it's just consistent, which, which points to our God who is consistent and faithful in the way that he does things. Um, before we finish here today, I want to talk to you about how God has proven faithful even in the situation with Tanya and how if you weren't paying attention or if you blinked, you would almost miss how God worked in her situation in the last days that she was here. So we're going to talk about that at the end, and we're also going to take up our love offering for the family uh, before we leave here today. So I, let's just bow our heads for a moment. Let's, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll continue on, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we want to acknowledge you as our God, as our God who has allowed us to hear the good news, who has changed our lives with the good news of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. And we pray that this is the prevailing news uh, that's important to us each and every day that we are alive. Uh, that even though there are so many discouraging headlines or weird headlines, uh, we can go to the headlines in the Bible and we can be encouraged and we can be strengthened and we can be reminded and we could be brought to a moment or an attitude or a place of worship where we agree with what we have sung this morning that our God is great and there is joy for us in troubles and in tribulations because of our God and that most of all with our God all things are possible. All things are possible. Thank you, Father. Take, take control of all things here this morning. Uh, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Possible. That's the name of today's message. Possible. And it comes from, uh, it comes from Matthew 19.26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. And a way to translate that is to also say, nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too hard for God. There is nothing that our God can't do. We sang that last Sunday morning. I think that's where God kind of put the idea in my head uh, for today's message. There is nothing that our God cannot do. Nothing that God cannot do. He can do all things. And we get lots of, lots of examples of this in Scripture. It's all through Scripture. You go to the book of Genesis that started everything off, and it talks about how God created everything that we see out of nothing. Now, who can make something out of nothing? Only God, who is the God of all possibilities, can do that. And you fast forward to the very last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, and we read that someday in the future, God is going to split the sky and he's going to come riding down on a white horse. Now, who else can split the sky? Anybody here split the sky? He, only God can do that. Only our God, the God of possibilities, all possibilities. You take a look through the Gospels. And you see where he took a young girl, a young virgin girl, and she became pregnant and gave birth to the Son of God. Now, who else can cause a virgin to become pre pregnant without the involvement of any man and her later give birth to the Son of God? Who else can do that? Nobody. Only God, who is the God of all possibilities. And then we also see 
We also see in the Gospels where one day a man died and he was placed in a tomb. And three days later, he rose again. Now, who else can do that? Yes. I've said, I'm going to wait for an answer, and I got it immediately. Nobody but God can do that. The God, our God, the God of all possibilities. With God, all things are possible. And we're okay with that. And we read that in Scripture, and it's okay with us. Because we've heard these stories over and over again. They're part of who we are, what we believe. We don't have any problem believing these things. No problem whatsoever. So with that in mind, what are you, what am I calling impossible in my life right now? Because you have to transfer what you know biblically into your life and into your existence. If all things are possible with God, then these things that I am calling impossible in my life are possible. And that is a truth that we need to live by every breath that we take because we see so much as impossible. And a lot of times we think that when we see the bad news that comes across the news feed. But we think nothing can ever be the same. Nothing will ever be any good anymore. Uh, nothing will ever be fixed. Nothing will ever be right. When I was young, this was this, and now it's that. And it, things seem impossible, but you just heard that with God, all things are possible. And all doesn't leave anything out. It's all-inclusive. With God, all things are possible. So there may be a sickness that you have told uh, is untreatable. But with God, all things are possible. There may be a financial situation that seems impossible for you to be able to meet on your own. But with God, all things are possible. There may be a relationship you're involved in that doesn't seem to be fixable or repairable. But with God, finish it for me. Possible. All things are possible. So whatever we call impossible, God calls possible. So I just want to spend some time this morning giving you some good news, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we might be thinking is, are impossible. Maybe some people in here, we've seen and heard these things, and we've just kind of been on the edge about really believing if they're true or not, or, or maybe we're going to hear these things and we're going to agree with all of them. Or maybe we're here this morning and we just don't know any of these things for sure in our lives because we've never opened up our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ to experience the reality of these statements. But whatever your situation is, this is good news for anyone within the sound of my voice here today. So first of all, there is, not a, there is no prayer. There is no prayer that you can pray that God can't answer. Now, let that settle down in you. There is no prayer that you can pray that God can't answer. What is it that you and I could, could ask God for that he cannot do? There is nothing too difficult for God. There is nothing too difficult for you to ask God to do that he cannot do. Uh, Mark 9.23 says, If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. All things are possible to him that believes. He didn't say, if you can see it, then it's possible. Because honestly, some people don't have good eyesight. 
Some people are blind, and so they're not able to see. He didn't say if you can buy it, because honestly, some people are not in a financial situation to buy anything or much of anything. So that's not what he said. What he said was, if you can believe. And here's something for everybody here. Everybody here can believe. Everybody here can believe. And Scripture said, if you can believe, then all things are possible. So what that's saying is you can be blind and believe. You can be poor and believe. We can all believe and all things are possible. Mark eleven twenty four. 24, we, we hear Jesus saying, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever, what, what things soever that you desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. Now we, we, we have a little struggle with that verse because we still some of us still haven't won the lottery that we prayed for am I right uh, some of us still don't have that dream job uh, some of us are still not making straight A's in school uh, some of us still aren't relationally where we would like to be with someone so uh, inevitably some of us are going to say well I prayed and God didn't answer let me repeat again there is no prayer that God cannot answer he answers every prayer God answers every prayer. Think about that. And then let's look at Jeremiah 33, verse 3, where God says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and shew thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So what I hear there is God saying, Call unto me, and I will answer you. That's what prayer is. Call unto me, and I will answer you. And if God says he will, then he will. Are you in agreement with that? If God says he will answer your prayers, will God answer your prayers? Yes, he will. Now, he may say yes. We, we talked about this Wednesday night. He may say yes. He may say no. He may say wait. But he will answer your prayers. What we have to come to terms with is that God knows best and God's timing is best. So when you pray, you pray in faith, believing that God is hearing and that God will answer. Now, does that describe your prayers? Does that describe your prayer life? It should because he has said, ask and I will answer thee. So we pray believing God will answer my prayer. And we say, yes, God, you may say yes. You may say no. You may say, wait, but whatever you say, I'm okay with because I know that you're hearing me and I know you're going to answer and I know you're going to do it in the best time possible. So what we do is we pray and we just look to see God working in our lives. That's why we pray. Prayer is not this. This is not prayer. Prayer is not a lucky rabbit's foot or a lucky penny or a lucky anything. Prayer is our communication with God where we can ask God for what we need or what we think or what we desire. And then we trust God to take that and answer it in whatever way he knows is best. Because God sees the, 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 he sees the puzzle. He sees every piece of the puzzle. He, he's got the, how do we say it? He's got the lid to the box that the puzzle came in. 
So he knows what the finished picture looks like. And here we are with all the pieces trying to figure it all out. And then we take a, a, a collective sigh of relief because we know that God already knows. God will take care of this. Praise God. All things are possible with him. So as, there is not a prayer that he can't answer. But there's also a, no problem. There's no problem that he can't solve. He can solve every problem that we have. So what's your problem? <laughs> what's your problem? What is your problem? What's my problem? We all have problems, don't we? Problems like sickness and, and sadness and struggle and difficulty and trial and discouragement. And, and all these things hit us. But with God, all things are possible. He can take care of these things. Matthew, again, Matthew 19, 26 says, With men this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. So the doctor may say there's nothing else that we can do. Um, we know somebody who heard that news very recently, before Christmas. And a great desire that this individual had was to make it through Christmas for her grandkids to enjoy Christmas. But the doctor said, there's nothing we can do. And then the very next day, someone came up and said, hey, we're going to try this. And she was able to make it through Christmas, make it through the first of the year, make it, in, make it into the second week of the year. With God, all things are possible. Amen? Don't take away from that situation what God has done. A lawyer may say, you know, we've done all that we can do. Um, man may say, it's beyond our means. It's beyond our knowledge. It's beyond our resources. It's beyond our strength. With men, it may, it may seem not seem possible. But with God, all things are possible. There's no problem he can't handle for you. So bring your biggest, your worst, your most horrible. We were talking earlier. Sometimes it seems like we're just waiting for the next disaster or the next catastrophe to happen. You know, what's, what's it going to be next? really doesn't matter because God can take care of that too. He can take care of any problem. There's no promise that God can make that he won't keep. If he makes a promise to you, he will keep that promise. He is not like us. I can make a promise and I cannot keep that promise. And you can do the same thing. But God will never make a promise and not keep that promise. If he promised it, then he will be faithful to fulfill that promise. Go through Scripture and read some of his promises. Philippians 4.19, But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and, riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Romans 10.13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever? Whosoever. Even so and so? Even so and so. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hundreds and hundreds of promises that have been made in Scripture. And then 1 Kings 8.56 says, There hath not failed one word of all his good promise which is promised. So he will fulfill every promise that he makes. And in 2 Peter 3.9 it says to us, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise like some people are. So if God said he will do it, we can count on it. He will do it. He's not slack. He's not slow. He's not lazy. He is faithful, and God is able, and he will keep every promise. When he says, 
all wrongs will be made right. He will keep that promise. When he says that he will come back for us, he will keep that promise. When he says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you, he will make good on that promise. There's no promise that he can't keep. There's more good news. There's no person he can't save. No person that he can't save. Some of you have been praying for years, longing for loved ones, for friends, for acquaintances to come to know Jesus. And you just wonder some days, is it ever going to happen? Can it ever happen? God can save anybody. There is no person that God can't save. I don't care if you've been praying for this person for 30, 40, 50 years. God can save that person. Do you believe that? When you pray for that person, do you pray in faith expecting that to happen? You know, everybody, we all need to be saved. Everybody needs to be saved. There is no one that he can't save. Uh, now, this world is full of uh, wicked and ungodly people. Just look at the news. <laughs> and it's reported on every day. Uh, but we don't even have to watch the news. In our day-to-day -day lives, we come across ungodly people and wicked people. And there's not a single one of those people that God can't save, that God can't change, that God can't deliver. God can do all things. He is the God of all possibilities. So I want to tell you about a man in the Bible who was a terrible, terrible man. He killed people. Anybody that was good, anybody that was godly, he did what he could to make their lives miserable. And one day he's traveling along the road and he is getting ready to do some more of all that bad stuff. And maybe kill some, some people. Uh, maybe make somebody's lives miserable. But on that road, he had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and it changed his life. And Saul became the Apostle Paul. Saul, who I am sure people who knew him, and his reputation preceded him, so when people heard that he was coming, they got scared. But God saved him. This was a man that people thought for sure God would not save, maybe even could not save. But what happened? God saved him. If God can save somebody like that, who can he not save? Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you believe, all things are possible. If you can believe that you can be saved, then you can be saved. And that's good news. That is good news for us this morning. Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's none that he can't save. There's none that he won't save. That whosoever means everybody. God will save anyone who calls on him to save them. Anyone. Everybody is precious in his sight because he made everybody. All, all nationalities are precious in his sight. Um, it doesn't matter your race. It doesn't matter your religion. It doesn't matter your political party. It doesn't matter your nationality. It doesn't matter your sexual orientation. God can save anyone. And I'm going to even go so far as to say that if you don't like the way you were born the first time, because we hear a lot about that. I don't like how I was born. 
I, I was born this way, and everybody says I'm that, but I'm this, and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you don't like the way you were born the first time, you can be born again. And I guarantee you, you will love what happens to you after that. And you'll be grateful for that, that truth in your life. And I don't say that to, uh, in a derogatory way or to, to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm just giving you truth. God made you the way he made you. But he wants you to be born again so that you can be saved. And he wants you to know that it doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, what you've done. He can save you. Don't believe the lie that you're too far gone. Don't believe the lie that somebody else is too far gone. If you can believe, God can save you. He can save the man that beats his wife or the person who cheats in their marriage. Fornicators, adulterers, prostitutes child molesters the dregs of society the lowest of the low God can save them God can save them there's none he can't save there's none he won't save second Peter 3 9 Peter tells us that it is God's will that none should perish but that all should have eternal life he doesn't want anybody to perish he doesn't want anybody to die so he can and will save anyone Jesus said hey come to me and I will not turn you away. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. Come to me and I will not turn you away. We talked about this Wednesday night. He died with his arms wide open. Ready to receive whosoever will. And his arms are still open today, right church? His arms are still open for anyone. Anyone. Don't believe the lie that the enemy says to you that you're too far gone. They're too far gone. It is a lie. It is a lie straight from hell. But here's a truth straight from God. He can and will save you. His arms are open for you today. More good news. There is no mountain that the Lord cannot move in your life. Matthew 17, 20, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall be moved, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Nothing shall be impossible. Because with God, all things are possible. Now, I know we've talked about what, you know, what's impossible in your life. Let me ask the same question a different way. What is the mountain in your life that you need God to move? God is in the mountain-moving business. Men cannot move mountains. You can get a bunch of men together. You can make a plan. You can, you can uh, get a bunch of equipment. You can move uh, uh, this dirt over here and move that over there and just keep doing it, and eventually things can shift a little bit. But, hey, what God can do is he can take it, and he can just move it from, from here to there. So it's impossible for me to go out and move a mountain physically on my own. But with God, all things are possible. And Mark, uh, Mark 10, 27 says this, With man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. He said, if you have faith in me, this is what he's telling us through these scriptures, if you have faith in me, you can say unto this mountain, be gone, and it will move, and nothing shall be impossible. So take your mountain and give it to God and say, God, do with this what you want to do and just stand back and watch him work and move in your life. There's no mountain he can't move. And since we're talking geography, let's talk about the valleys because we hear about mountains and valleys in Scripture. 
There's no valley that God can't smooth out. There's no valley that he can't take care of either. Uh, when we think about valleys, we think about discouragement. We think about despair. We think about de- being depressed. And we think about be- feeling defeated. Anybody ever been there? Anybody ever felt those emotions and those feelings? A valley is, is steep on all sides. A valley is like a grave. A valley is like a rut. Uh, it's a lonely place, and it's a dark place, shaped like a V. And the only way to get out of that is to try to climb the steep edges to get to the top. And I don't know, I, I'm, when I, whenever I think about that, I think about the, uh, you, ever, you, ever, you ever seen a doodle bug in the ground that makes the little round pit? Y'all seen those? And, you, and the little ants that get caught and they try to climb up. And the doodle bug is just under the bottom of the sand and it spits sand up at the, the, the ant and knocks it back down. It keeps knocking it back down. And I just think, Satan, you're a doodle bug. And every time I try to climb out of something, you just throw something and knock me back down again. If you've never f- experienced that in your childhood, I don't care how old you are now, you need to go out this summer and find a doodle bug and take a little ant and throw it in there and see what happens. That's cruel, isn't it? That's cruel and unusual punishment for the ant. But God can take, he can take the V out of that valley. He can pull you out of there and he can put your feet on higher ground. That's what he can do. That's what he, that's what he did for David. In Psalm 23, he said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So what David is saying there is that God showed up. And when God showed up in my life, he took the V out of the valley and he made it smooth. And he set my feet on higher ground. And he helped me. And that's what God can and will do for each and every one of us here today. It may seem to that little ant climbing up and getting knocked down over and over again that it's impossible to get out of there. But sometimes you can take a blade of grass and you can help that little ant right out of there. And you can set that ant's feet on, on higher ground. And that's what God does. He, he takes us and he sets us on higher ground. So there's no valley that he can't take care of for us. There's also no storm. We hear a lot about storms in Scripture. No storm that the Lord can't calm for us. Um, Scripture's full of storms. And these storms are pictures of the things that happen in our lives. We've all heard that we're either going into a storm, we're either in a storm, or we just left a storm. And it's just, again, it's like living, waiting for the next disaster to happen. But the beauty of that is knowing that God is with you. He was with you in the past disaster. He is with you in the current disaster. And he will be with you in the future disaster. And that's good news. Psalm 107.29 says that he calms the storm so that the waves are still. Isaiah 4.6 says that in God there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat for a place of refuge and for a shelter from the storm and rain. He can calm the storm. He shelters us through the storm. Isaiah 25, 4, speaking about God, says, For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, and a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. That's our God. Our God can take care of the storm. And while we're in the storm, he can shelter us 
and take care of us in those moments. I'm going to finish with this last bit of good news. There is no battle that the Lord can lose. There is no battle that the Lord can lose. My God is a my God is a champion. My God defeated death. And death is the greatest fear that men and women have. And he has defeated death. And he has taken away the sting of death. Think about it. That's why David talks about the valley of the shadow of death, I think. Thinking ahead to what Jesus was going to do. Death is just a shadow. It can't hurt us. There is nothing that death can do to my relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It can't, it can't hurt it, can't harm it, can't change it, can't take it away. He has taken the sting of death away. And until I reach that place in my life, the battles that I go through and the battles that you go through and the battles that we face are his battles, okay? 1 Samuel 17, 47 says, The battle is the Lord's. 2 Chronicles 20, 15, The battle is not yours, but the battle is God's. It's not even our battle. It's his. He fights our battles for us. He makes everything possible. When all of these things seem like impossibilities in our lives, he says, with me, all things are possible. So church, if God is your God, listen to this, each individual, if God is your God, he will answer your prayers. Amen. If God is your God, he, he will calm your storms. If God is your God, he will move your mountains. If God is your God, he will smooth out your valleys. He will set you on higher ground. But if he is not your God, and hear this, if God is not your God, then you're going to have to work all of this out on your own. It's up to you. It's up to you. So the battles, the storms, the valleys, the mountains, the prayers, the problems, it's all up to you. How's that going to work out for you? I think we've already read, with men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You can't work these things out on your own. You can't even walk without Him. You cannot do You can't breathe without God because God made you. God gave you lungs. God gives you air. You can't even breathe without God. Listen to this, though. If God is not your God, the Bible says, if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Because Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So I can't even be saved without God. i got to have God. God makes it all possible. 
But without God, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. He is the God of all possibilities. I want you to stand for just a few moments. I want you to bow your heads.